Hello and welcome to Chairside Live. I'm your host, Megan Strong. Thanks for joining us today. We've got a great show for you. In this episode, Dr. Bai has a fully edentulous patient in his chair and he's discussing his clinical protocol for replacing an ill-fitting existing denture. He's discussing how to fine-tune form and function when fabricating a complete denture. And he's also highlighting how important it is for clinicians to maintain the ability to deliver complete dentures for certain clinical indications or a patient's financial limitations. So, Dr. Bai, let's see what you've got. Welcome everybody back to another episode of Chairside Live. My name is Dr. Abai and I want to take you through a complete denture case. And uh, this is an interesting case because the patient came in with an existing set of dentures, as you can see here. And they're not a bad looking set of dentures. They're functional and, you know, the patient can have them for quite a while like this. But we wanted to take the next step and maybe transition this patient into some form of implant supported uh, prosthetics. And in order to do that, I wanted to make them a new set of dentures. Now, you can see here in this picture where I'm fairly happy with the amount of, uh, of tooth that he's showing when he's smiling. However, he does have some dark areas in the corners of his, of his mouth. So we want to fill those in with, uh, with some teeth so he has a little bit of a more of a natural smile while he's smiling. And also, I wanted to improve on the function of these dentures. So uh, they look good, but the fit is a little bit off and they're moving around, especially the mandibular denture. And I'm sure uh, you can all relate to that in your practices. So we brought the patient in and I took him through a visit of diagnosis and treatment planning. And this picture is important uh, for diagnosis, especially if we do take the next step and go with implant-supported prosthetics, especially for the, for the maxillary arch. And uh, you can see here, as the patient's going through uh, a little bit of a, a smile on the, on the left picture and then a very big smile on the right picture, I'm looking to diagnose where the transition zone is. And the transition zone, uh, what I mean by that is when the patient smiles, am I going to see the transition between a fixed prosthesis and the soft tissue and the bone, or am I not going to see it? And the good news here is that I'm not going to see it. So if we do decide uh, to place implants for this patient in the future, we're not going to have to remove a lot of bone uh, in order to do that for the maxillary arch. Uh, the bone removal in the maxillary arch uh, would be to hide that transition zone that I just mentioned. So we take the patient through the diagnosis, and uh, you can see here in the maxillary arch, we have a nice ridge and I want to take my preliminary impressions. I do this utilizing uh, edentulous trays. GC America sells some nice ones. Uh, they're called co-trays, C-O-E. Uh, I try those in. They come in three different sizes, and I want to measure and make sure I have something that resembles uh, the arch that I'm going to be taking the impression of. So I try those in and load them with uh, impression material. And once I have the impression set, I can remove those from the mouth. And the closer I am with my preliminary impression, uh, the better it is because we're going to fabricate some custom trays that fit well and we're going to uh, take final impression. So here are my preliminary impressions and I'm happy with those. Uh, I can send those in to Glidewell and they fabricate custom impression trays for me. 
and we all know the rule where we want to be a few millimeters shy of the depth of the vestibule when we try these in and the reason for that is because we want to border mold so that we can capture the depth of the anatomy uh, for the patient so we have some well-fitting dentures and there is such a thing as overextension and we don't want to overextend uh, further into the vestibule and displace tissue and that'll cause the denture to be painful and also to be displaced itself. So here I am um, utilizing the border molding technique and we all went through this in dental school. I want to make sure that uh, I do extend the tray uh, into the borders and usually when I do this uh, and I go all the way around the custom tray, I'll have a pretty good seal even with the, with the compound material that I'm using here. So uh, once I get to this point and I've gone all the way around, I actually have pretty good suction, especially with my maxillary custom tray. So that's a telltale sign that the tray fit very well. Now we're done with the fabrication of the border molding and I'll place holes inside my custom tray because I don't want to take a mico-compressive impression. So we want to do mico-static. And um, once I'm ready, I will load uh, polyvinyl siloxane material into my tray. I usually take uh, the impression for the maxillary arch with medium body and the mandibular arch with heavy body. You could do a combination uh, of the two uh, as you prefer in your practices. Now here you see a sequence of uh, different products that the lab can provide for you. You can get a traditional wax rim uh, with a couple of teeth already set in there so that you can correlate the midline better to the laboratory. Or on the right hand side of the screen you can have a combination of uh, different products such as a printed tooth setup. Uh, now whether it's uh, completely printed or uh, the posteriors are printed and the anteriors are in wax so that you can work out the aesthetics a little bit better, uh, that'll be up to the clinician. So those are a couple of products that are available for you that can make your life a little bit easier when you're going through the setup trying stage with the patient. Once the wax rims are, are set and uh, you take a bite registration, you can have a complete um, tooth setup for the patient at that point. So I'm just doing the, uh, the measurements right now for the vertical dimension and comparing them to what the patient had previously. And uh, once I'm happy with that vertical dimension, I can take a uh, bite registration as well and relay that information back to the laboratory. So here uh, you see a picture of the maxillary bite. So with the different products uh, that the lab provided me, I can either try in the uh, base plate and wax rims with the teeth already set in there, or I can go the traditional route if that's what I choose to do. And here you can see that I'm going more uh, with the traditional route and I'm trying in the base plates. I can set my midline with the two teeth that are provided and measure my uh, vertical dimension and uh, once we're happy with, uh, with the way things look, and uh, I'm also checking the high smile line here, I also want to match the uh, occlusal plane for the patient with the allotragus line utilizing a, a fox plane. So once all the measurements are taken, I can go ahead and uh, place a couple of indentations into the wax rims uh, for the bite registration. 
And this part is a little bit tricky and a little bit more challenging uh, because we want to stabilize these base plates in the patient's mouth uh, and at the same time take the bite registration. So we go through this procedure several times with the patient so that he understands what we're trying to do and what we're trying to achieve. And with the help of my assistant holding the maxillary base plate in place, I can manipulate the mandibular arch into centric relation and eventually centric occlusion once uh, the teeth are set into the base plate. So the patient comes back the following visit and we go through the setup try-in and I want to make sure at this visit that the patient's uh, happy with uh, the way things look. And again the product that the lab can that can provide you is a setup uh, with a combination of uh, printed denture uh, which will fit uh, very well into the uh, patient's arch and, and ridges and uh, the aesthetic setup in the anterior. Uh, the fit is going to be very important because uh, that way you can keep the teeth in place as you're going through your aesthetic evaluation and the base plates aren't going to be moving around uh, while you're trying them in. So we like uh, our setup and uh, here you can see that I want to do it at, uh, traditionally as well just to show you uh, the two different techniques and this is the same visit as the previous setup try-in with the printed denture and uh, you can tell that these are moving around a little bit more than the printed denture did. Uh, and the reason for that is because uh, the printed denture fits a little bit better because the, the stone casts are uh, scanned and the denture is printed to fit like a final denture. So once the patient's happy with the, uh, the results, and uh, we, I can send the setup back to the laboratory for processing and uh, bring the patient back at the following visit. And now we're going to try in the final product. The patient already checked off on the aesthetics uh, at the previous visit, so we're not going to have any surprises. He approved everything, and we make sure that that's the case. And once we process, we let the patient know that there is no going back. So for the final delivery stage, uh, I want to try in my denture with uh, pressure indicating paste. And again, this will probably take you back to the dental school days. And I want to check the intaglio surface of my denture to make sure that it's not going to be uh, catching on, a, on any areas and make sure that there weren't any imperfections in the processing stage of the denture. And if there are any high areas, I can remove those carefully and make sure that these dentures are comfortable for the patient. Once that is completed, I can take the patient through the occlusion and make sure that uh, we have the proper occlusion for this patient so that we don't have dislodging of the denture as the patient is eating. Now you can see here that there are a little bit of discrepancy during the processing stage where I will have to uh, do a clinical adjustment of the occlusion chair side. And there are different techniques that you can utilize for the adjustments. Basically, what I use is a U-shaped or a horseshoe-shaped articulating paper, and I will check uh, the occlusion uh, several times and make my adjustments chair-side during the delivery stage of the visit. This is usually repeated uh, after the one-week uh, and, and the two-week follow-ups. And what you see here is the completion of the complete dentures, uh, maxillary mandibular, and the patient is quite happy with the results. And we tried to keep uh, the vertical dimension and the tooth length the same, but we worked out some of the kinks that were wrong or were not quite acceptable to the patient from the previous denture, and we incorporated that into uh, this denture. So if we do decide to place implants for this patient in the future, uh, we can utilize the tooth position and, uh, and the tooth shape 
of these dentures to help guide us to where those implants are going to go and we'll have a more predictable outcome that way. Well, I want to thank you uh, for joining me again for this episode of Chairside Live and hope to see you here back in the near future. Thank you. Thank you for that, Dr. Abai. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of Chairside Live. On behalf of everyone here at Glywell Laboratories, thank you for watching, and I'll meet you right back here next time. <laughs>